the Santos tour down under was held in Adelaide last month. Adelaide, South Australia. And Adelaide GP, Kate Wiley, who was a guest last year on Beneath the Wisteria in Shepparton, has written a story in the Canberra Times. It has the headline, As Santos sponsors a tour down under, it's time to ban fossil fuel advertising. So Dr. Wiley is not questioning the cycle race itself, rather the fact that a fossil fuel company is a major sponsor. Yes, you've arrived. This is Climate Conversation, a podcast assembled here in Shepparton in Northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the Yorta Yorta people. And I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. So this is Climate Conversations. Welcome. It's so great to have you on board. Dr. Kate Wiley was a guest last year at the Shepparton-based Beneath the Wisteria, a climate group that meets monthly Beneath the Wisteria, a wisteria which has been sacrificed to what's called progress. The Maud Street Mall, which was once the home of the wisteria, has been vastly modified. It now contains cars. She's written a story in the Canberra Times. The story is headlined, As Santos sponsors the tour down under, it's time to ban fossil fuel advertising. Kate Wiley begins her story in the Canberra Times. As an Adelaide doctor, I'm seeing the health impacts of climate change in my work. I see the impacts that floods, storms and extreme weather events are having on my patients' health and their ability to access health care. I see impacts on pregnancy, increased asthma and hay fever, and most obviously, impacts on my patients' mental health. It is a rare day that one of my patients does not express concern about climate change to me. And I increasingly see young people choosing to remain childless because of the climate crisis. Now we shift to Yale Climate Connections, where we have a story written by Sarah Wesseler. The story is headlined, Can Induction Stoves Convince Home Cooks to Give Up Gas? Sarah's story begins. You walk into your kitchen to make pasta. After filling a pot with water, you place a small silicon mat in the middle of your counter and then set the pot above it and open the stove top app on your phone. A short time later, the water is boiling, although there is no heat source in sight. Sound like science fiction? The products that enable this scenario are available on the market today. Florida-based Invisicook is one of several companies selling cooking hobs designed to be installed directly under the porcelain or granite countertops, freeing up workspace in the kitchen and creating a clean, modern aesthetic. Now we have a second story from Yale Climate Connections. 2022 was a remarkable year for the climate. Here's what to expect in 2023. The story begins. The past year was full of milestones in the world's climate science and policy. The year 2022 saw one of the strongest La Nina events in the past half century, second only to that in 2011. La Nina events draw cold water up to the surface of the Pacific Ocean and so tend to be associated with relatively cold years. But despite the powerful short-term cooling effect of its La Nina event, 2022 was approximately the fifth hottest year ever recorded, and the hottest La Nina year on record. The year's temperature will be similar to that of 2015, which at the time shattered the previous temperature record, thanks in part to an El Nino warming boost. El Nino's raised warm water to the ocean surface, and as a result the hottest years measured on Earth's surface tend to coincide with El Nino events. 
Overall, the 2022 global average surface temperature is consistent with the long-term and ongoing warming trend of 0.2 degrees Celsius, 0.36 degrees Fahrenheit per decade. Now we shift to a New York Times story from just last month. The headline for the story is, Despite rainstorms, California is still in drought. The story begins, The storms inflicted widespread flooding and killed at least 20 people. The onslaught of precipitation also started to refill reservoirs and pile up snowpacks in the Sierra Nevada. Simultaneous flooding and drought are basically a byproduct of a high variability of California's climate, said Jay Lunn, co-director of the Center for Watershed Sciences at the University of California, Davis. The state typically gets its precipitation during the late fall and winter, much of it from storms fueled by atmospheric rivers and can go long periods of time in the spring and summer without any rain. A story from France 24 from last month has the headline, Thunberg says Davis elite fueling destruction of the planet. The story begins. Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg slammed business and political leaders attending the World Economic Forum in Davos on Thursday, saying it was absurd to listen to them while they fueled the destruction of the planet. Two days after police briefly detained her at a protest against a coal mine in Germany, Thunberg and other young campaigners took part in a debate on the sidelines of the Summit of Global Investors, CEOs and political leaders in the Swiss Alps. We are right now in Davos, in brackets they are, basically the people who are mostly fueling the destruction of the planet, the 20-year-old said, explaining the world should not rely on them for solving our problems. She added it was absurd we should be listening to them rather than people who are actually affected by the climate crisis. Now we shift to a story from Saloon by Kate Yuda. The headline for the story is, The Deluge is a Climate Nightmare and is Based on Reality. It was the year 2028, and I was hiding with eco-terrorists in a cabin deep in the woods. We were trying to avoid detection by the surveillance state, which was tracking activists after attacks on oil and gas infrastructure. Birds were dropping dead from the sky, and dust storm raged around us, turning the sun crimson. I was relieved to wake up from this dream and shake my paranoia that the FBI was after me. That's how immersive the deluge is. An ambitious new novel by Stephen Markley, My subconscious had picked up the storyline around page 200 and after I got out of bed, I couldn't remember exactly where the book stopped and my dream began. Was getting followed by a police cruiser while driving a van full of explosives part of the plot? What about the night walk through the forest with conspirators? The recent death of American-born but Australian-based climate scientist Will Steffen has had a big impact on many people. First, we'll see a story from The Guardian, entitled, or headed at least, Will Stefan fought passionately for our planet. To honour him, we must follow his lead. The story is by Penny Sackett. The kicker headline is, I am filled with grief at losing my friend at a time when we need his calm, direct voice more than ever. Then we have two tributes from the Australian National University where Will was based. The first is ANU pays tribute to Emeritus Professor Will Steffen. The second is similar but carries the headline, Tribute to Emeritus Professor Will Steffen. Links to all the stories mentioned today will be in the show notes. Now we've reached the end of this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. So until we talk again, please take care, stay safe 
And please be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with your friends. In fact, I'd love you to share it with your friends, as we all need to know all we possibly can about the climate crisis. It's an existential threat, and we need to be prepared to deal with it. Take care.